Welcome, 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 y'all, to So You Need to Tell Me, the podcast. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. I missed you. Today, we have a very special guest on this episode, Sean, my very good friend, aka my brother. Uh, I've known Sean since high school. Really, it's crazy, funny story. We was in the same, what was it, second grade? Yeah. Second grade class, and we didn't even freaking know until like college so that's crazy but yeah this has been my friend for years little background on sean he is a progressive black man so he is a member of pbm which is a community org he runs a sports analyst page of the dot emerald analyst the best sports analyst page out there so y'all make sure to go check that out and um he attends bsu and he is a marketing major so i'll make sure to leave all his information below in the description y'all make sure to check him out and get connected because he is a great person so if you read the title of this episode you know that this is about generational trauma you ready to talk about this friend i'm ready w uh intro though you said what W intro. I like the uh, pink speaker too. You, you like that? You like that? Yeah. You know, you know, you know. Got the vibes going. <laughs> All right, friend, we're going to get right into it because I don't want to waste your time. So I okay. just got a couple of questions for you. I'm going to go ahead and ask them and then we're going to just discuss. So I want to let the viewers know what generational trauma is because some people may not know. So basically generational trauma is just an emotional or a psychological uh, trauma given to, you, given to you from past generations and that has been given to them from past generations. So that could be your mom got it from your grandma, she gave it to you, or your great grandma got it from your grandma, she gave it to your mom, just things like that. So we're going to just ask generational trauma as it relates to your life and, you know, just get a little background into you. So I do want to put out a trigger warning, y'all, just in case, like, it's a little difficult for you to listen to because some people, it can be kind of hard to relive things and hearing other people's uh, experiences can trigger your own. So just so y'all know, put a little trigger warning out there. It is going to get real. It's going to get deep. All right, Bray. So the first question I have for you is, when did you realize that you were suffering from generational trauma? Was that in your adulthood or your childhood? Um, honestly, I would have to say my childhood. I feel like the first time when I realized, like, you know, dang, I want to, like, run away from home. Yikes! Like, it used, it used to start off as a joke. But then I was like, dang, I really feel like I would be better off if, like, I was on my own. Because, like, I felt like my mom was, like, taking out you know, stuff that her parents did on her, on us, mm -hmm. and she felt like, you know, that's just how like, you're supposed to raise kids because that's what her parents did to her. And, you know, in, in her household, I feel like we didn't really have a voice. Like, she raised us to, you know, whatever a grown-up says is what goes, and whatever right. you say, you're in a kid's place. So, you know, you stay in a child's place. It doesn't matter what you think, your pain or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely have to say when I was younger, probably, like, going into high school wow that's really crazy can you pinpoint any like exact things like you said okay you didn't have a voice was it a situation where she just didn't listen to you at all or was it a different situation where you were just scared to speak in general so i was let me go back to um when i first started working like so when i first started working i would always have to go and like find my own way to work, have to mm -hmm. take care of myself. 
Like my mom, like I, the reason I got the job was to help my mom out with the bills because, like you know, she was a single parent raising three kids. I was like, right. you know, I'm able to work. You know, I want extra money so I can get stuff I need for myself. Um, so I started working. Um, I worked at Kroger's. It was like ten minutes away from where I lived at. Um, at first, my mom would you know take me to work whenever I need to, but then like once she started seeing how like I was getting a paycheck in, like she would make me start like you know paying bills there, you know, mm-hmm. and I tried to voice her like, hey, like, you know, I'm happy to help you out, but like, you know, I feel like, you know, if I'm gonna be helping out, like, I need you to help me out, cause like, I was also like, after like the first few weeks, she would like stop, you know, making sure I got to work. I had to have a friend drive me, I had to Uber and like mm-hmm. that, and I was like, you know, hey, if I'm giving you money like for like this and that, at least you could do like, you know, give me a ride. But like, you know, right. she would always say like, it's up to me, to, you know, get there. Um, uh, I had to find my own way. Um, my money is nothing to her. Like I remember, we had this one uh, uh, argument because I was like, "Hey, um, you know, I feel like, you know, you you need me to help you out. So, you know, it would be only fair if you help me out." And she got mad. She was like, "Yeah, your money's not nothing to me. That little paycheck doesn't do nothing for me. I don't need wow. your help. I'll keep you home if I if I need to." And I was like, "Okay, that's cool." And then like. So after that, I know I was like, you know, it is what it is. I'm just gonna figure my own way out. So then, like, fast forward, there's this one time, like, I remember, I remember my phone dropped on the ground, and like she called me, and but I was sleeping. I used to have a bunk bed, so like when your phone falls on the ground, like you're not gonna hear that. So I I finally wake up. I see all the missed calls. I try to call her back. My phone says it does not have any service and like that. So if she finally gets home. She tells me she turns my phone. I say, okay, cool. I still had to work that day. So keep in mind, she does not take me to work. So I had to walk. This is this is when I was working at McDonald's. Now, I had to walk 15 minutes. Well, it was like okay. a 15 minute drive, but it was like I don't know how many miles that is. But I had to walk. I know, I, I know, because you know, I know which McDonald's you're talking about. So yes, yeah, yeah. no sir. So anyway, no, she. Sir. I I finally get back home that night, and she's like sitting in the living room waiting for me, mad as hell, saying why I didn't call it, come get me, why I just left without saying anything, why it took me so long. And I'm like. First of all, you you turned my phone off and then you refused to take me to work. So what do you want me to do? That's what I'm saying. Like, you know? And she's like, Oh, you make excuse, you just wanna do that out of spite. And like I just felt like anything I said was like, you know, it was going in one ear and out the other because like she felt like everything she was doing is right and she didn't like how like I would react to the stuff that she would do to me. No, that's that's crazy. I'm sorry you had to go through that because I can only imagine you walking and then you know McDonald's closed in the wee hours of the morning. Definitely. So not only was that unsafe, it just wasn't right. And you were just a kid. Like you weren't you weren't even eighteen at this time. You know what I'm saying? So you even wanting to give her your paycheck says a lot about your character to even begin with. You know, you wanted to help out. So I really don't like the way that she uh, handled that situation I feel like it could have been it could have been a better situation you know all she had to really do was just take you to work and then you know definitely. I could help you out but definitely. that's neither here nor there because I definitely remember that time in your life so yeah I am sorry that that has happened to you um when this was going on in your life did you feel like you had anybody that you could talk to um of course I had people that would like sit there and listen but like I grew up uh learning to keep stuff to myself and I feel like I, I'm realizing now it has a lot to do like how I was raised. Like when I mm-hmm. would try to speak about how I feel, I was told like, um, you know, to be a man about it, or like you know, it would just get like played off. Like you know, it's nothing wrong with you. 
So like, you know, of course I had like good friends like like you. Oh. I could have talked to you about it if I wanted to, but like a lot of stuff like I just kept to myself. I was like, you know, I, I convinced myself it wasn't that serious. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm I'm overreacting, like, you know, it just get better. Oh. And that's crazy. It's crazy how we'll do that. We'll really will minimize the situation. Like, no, it really was that serious and how you felt really did matter. And it's crazy not growing up. Like I talk to you and I talk to some of my other guy friends and I hear them say that same thing, like be a man about it. And I really don't even know what, what is that even supposed to mean? Like what, what is a man supposed to be? You know, who said a man can't feel, who said a man can't cry, who said a man can't have emotions. So I really do hate that stigma but one thing i am realizing is i feel like a lot of people are starting to speak up about it like a lot of people are starting to say it is a problem it's one of those things where you know some people are saying it and even though they're not really like taking it serious like they'll say it but they'll still treat men like oh you're sassy you're zesty you're this that and the third but you know i think um that that's the start at least it's the awareness and from there we'll just have to do a better job of like just educating people and making men feel comfortable you know giving y'all that open space. We can't just tell y'all, yeah, you can be open, and then when you're open, ridicule you. you definitely. So, I definitely yeah. agree with that. Like, yeah. especially, like, society now, like, I feel like what is considered, like, being a man is changing over and over and over again because, like, there's, like, new stigmas of, like, what a man should do, what a man shouldn't do, especially since, like, women are getting more, like, you know, freedom to, like, build their own life without a man. It's, so, like, what a man is expected to do is changing as society is changing. And I think that's crazy because uh, when did we start looking to to society and to other people to validate like what a man should be or like what a person should be? I really think that that's crazy because I don't know. I just feel like different situations cause for different outcomes. Like a man in this situation is doing something that a man in that situation may be doing differently. And that could just be because of that, that dynamic is different. You know, I just think people try to put these takes on things and that it does it just doesn't apply to everybody you know definitely it's a lot of people comparing other relationships to yours exactly. and, you know that's why you just stay in your own lane you know everybody grows up different everybody you know comes from a different past comes in a different like relationship with their parents and are raised different ways exactly. so I feel like, and you know they say uh thief is the comparison of joy so yeah mm-hmm. we gotta really stop doing that I know that you said that uh, she did things like turn off your phone and silence you and make you feel ignored. Were there any other things uh, that went on that you were saying that were traumatic? Anything like nagging um, or yelling or gaslighting, stuff like that? I would say uh, this is one time because like, at a certain point uh, in high school, I was basically taking care of myself. I was buying my own clothes, buying my own food. Find my own way to school, find my own ways to work. Just basically just take I I basically was like a attendant in her in her house. And this one time, uh she didn't want to go get my uh I guess my brother and my sister some food. And she was asking like I could only eat the food that I bought. Like she wouldn't she didn't allow me like to go in her refrigerator, she didn't allow me to go to the cabinet, like I could only eat what I bought. And it was this time like she wanted me to like to give up the last bit of like food that I had left that I had bought. And I was like, Okay, um, so what I'm gonna eat, like, if I give that up, cause like, I think my brother wanted it and I was like, I mean, I don't mind, but like, you know, what did I'm gonna eat? Right. Like, you know, and she was like, she got mad. Like, she was like, okay, that's cool. She hung up and when I got home, like she was yelling at me and then she, I got kicked out the house, like, I think that night. 
So I just remember like, yeah, I just remember like just roaming around. Um, I don't know what I did. I think I just roamed around until like the morning. I finally. And you didn't have a car at this point. I know I did. I didn't have cars yeah. till like my second year of college. Do you know like where this stemmed from with her? Like, is it a generational trauma? Like, did she get like did something happen to her in her childhood with her family that you're aware of? I mean, you don't have to go into detail, of course, but is it something that happened to her and that's why she reacts the way she does? Or I so what I've learned you know is like I feel like she reacts not only just from how like she was raised because I I seen based on how her relationship is with her father. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, cause she called him about something serious, and the way he reacted to it uh, was not something like uh, it wasn't it wasn't a caring way at all. He actually hung up in her face and like, wow. and I, I, the way she reacted from that, it made me realize like you know, the why she is the way she is, and she does deal with stuff on her own time, but like she doesn't. I guess she doesn't. She doesn't take it serious, you know. Right. Like right. she has gotten better with it, you know since that incident but like that was just like a big eye opener and i feel like she also like even if she doesn't admit it i do feel like she doesn't blame like not even if it's just me but like she blames us for like you know her not having a life that she feel like she could have had because right. of like choices she made with certain people um and i feel like since like i resemble uh my father a lot like i feel like she sees him in me and I feel like it also stems from that as well. That makes me really upset. That makes me really upset because I hear that often. Like, uh, some mothers, they don't get along with the fathers. That they have really, you know, bad relationships with the fathers. And, you know, they say, I don't really know how true this is, but, you know, the granny say this. If you're carrying, while you're carrying the baby, whoever you didn't like or whoever was talking about you, that's what the baby will look like. So mm-hmm. it's crazy, you know, just thinking you know, you look like your father, you may look like your father, and they don't have the best relationship, so now you're getting the worst part of the stick because you look like him. Like, that's just not your fault. Like, that's just not your fault. That just doesn't make any sense. Of course, he's gonna look like, you know, the other parent. Like, (laughs) that's what, that's the genes, you know, (laughs) that's what's supposed to happen. You know, I wasn't the best at science, but I know a little, like, that's that's how it's supposed to go, so that's, that's crazy. And then we have the same exact name as well. Oh yeah, yo, Mr. SJ, I already like know. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, I I do I do uh empathize with her though. Like I do like I I really don't agree with any anything you just said. I don't agree with you know because I know I know more than what like what you say. So like I don't agree with any of that. But mm-hmm. I do empathize with her because I've grown up to really like understand that people will go through things and like like you said, you know how you are. You don't really talk talk to people about a lot of things, and she may be the same way. And, you know, she's much older than us, so she's she's been going through it longer. So we don't really know, like, what toll that can really take on you when you're going through something for decades and you don't talk about it. Because, you know, when we were growing up, we couldn't talk about it. But when she was growing up, she really couldn't talk about it. So, you know, do you do you blame her or do you have, like, have you forgiven her? Oh, yeah, I've, I've forgiven her now. Like, our relationship is a lot better than what it was because, like, I have, like, more of an insight on, like, why she is the way she is and, mm-hmm. like, you know where is all that stemming from so like i I honestly don't blame anybody because like you know to be forgiven you have to forgive and i had i learned just to to forgive and let that go because i would not let that you know dictate how i would raise my kids and how Mm -hmm. i would live my life you know i do sympathize with her as well because i know like you know based off how she's grown up like it's hard for her to change how she is because you know once you've done something 
the same for so long, it's hard, like, you know, just to go a different route. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn to be understanding about that. Like, it's taking time. Like, she has gotten better. Like, she has gotten better. She still had, has to work on some stuff mm-hmm. that she doesn't quite see. But, like, you only will see it. You, you Only you can see what you're not doing wrong. You can, nobody can't tell you. So I'm giving her that time, but it has gotten a lot better. I really think it's a beautiful thing to hear you say that you've forgiven her. I think that that is such a beautiful thing because I don't know, man. It's, I just feel like maybe it's just me or, you know, maybe it's me and the people that I'm around, me, my friends. But I feel like our parents and the older generations, like they're big on holding grudges. Like they will be mad about something and they'll be mad about that junk for eons and eons. Like let that junk go. Like what are y'all talking about? Especially as it relates to family. Like I just feel like they'll be mad for a really long time, especially with their children, which I think is super strange, but story for another day. And I think that it's really beautiful that the younger generation is really maturing emotionally way beyond what the older generations have. The mental, the mental health talks, the depression talks, the suicide talks, like everything is so much more open now. And they, they just, they just didn't talk about things back then, especially in our community. So I really just like hearing you say that it's just the growth, friend, the growth is such a beautiful thing. I'm so proud of you. I really am. Thank you. Of course. But okay. I, I also do agree. I'm What's sorry. Go ahead. I was saying, I agree with you. Cause like, I, I just feel like our generation has had to grow up a lot faster than normally. Yeah, and it's really crazy, like, because, you know, I was talking to my brother and sister today, actually, like, they call me every time something happens at school, every time something's wrong, and I just be listening to the things that be going on, I'm like, these kids, what is going, what are y'all talking about, like, they want iPhones, and they want MacBooks, and I'm like, y'all don't want to go outside, y'all don't want to go to the water park, y'all don't want to, this is like, they're growing up so fast, I don't, I don't know the technology or something it has to be so what what would you say that you needed as a child like in that time what would you say that you needed back then that was missing um i guess just a safe space i I never really felt like like growing up i never felt like i fit in anywhere you know Mm -hmm. yeah like i feel like i had like friends and all that but i always felt like a i don't know i always felt like i was watching my life out like through somebody else's eyes, you know? Yeah. I never felt like I was my true self. I never felt like, you know, I could be my true self around people. I was always worrying about what other people thought about me. Mm. You know, I always felt like I was behind everybody else, like, especially with, like, experiences. Because, like, I never got to, use, I never got to, you know, hang out with friends outside of that. Like, I was, I, the only time I got to see other people uh, other than my family was, like, at school. At school, yep. Yeah. Like, I never could. Like, I got to go outside for a brief time my childhood but even that stopped and you know i just never really got experience like i feel like growing up as a, a kid you know i always felt like you know just trapped yeah i feel like you just really sense. had to grow up fast you working and paying the bills for the house and stuff like that so yeah you really were robbed of a lot of childhood experiences that's crazy sure. so what would you say that you wanted to do better because i know you are finna be a father Shout out to you. Congratulations. Baby Ray on the way. So with you being a father uh, with, you know, your daughter on the way soon, what do you want to do differently um, as a parent to break the generational curse? So I just want to be able to create an open space or open household uh, for my child. I don't want her to feel like uh, she can't tell me anything. She has to hide stuff from us. 
she has mm-hmm. to lie to us. Like, I know, like, I'm not able to control, like, stuff that goes on in her life. And I have right. to learn to be understanding about some stuff because she is her own person at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to be able to create, like, a relationship with her that, you know, she feels like she can come and talk to me about anything, whether it's about sex, boys, you know, drugs, any anything that she just comes to mind. Like, because I, I know, like, I can't hide her from all, like, the stuff that's going on in the world. Like, she's going to find out about, you know, stuff, whether I, I try to I try my hardest or not. But I want her to be able to feel like, you know, she can always come home. But like, even if, like, when she's, like, grown out doing her own thing, if she needs to come home, like, to rebuild herself, to get herself together, I want to know that, you know, she can come home. She won't be judged. She won't right. be ridiculed, you know, that this home is a safe space for her anytime she needs it. I really think that's major because I can, you know, this isn't about me, but just to say, like, a little thing, I can vividly remember, like, being a child and being scared to say something just because like I you know you just you know your parent and you know how they're gonna react like you know if they're gonna get mad you know if they're gonna yell you know if they're gonna go crazy like and I would be like walking on eggshells scared to death because I didn't want to make her mad and I didn't want to get her on a freaking rampage because baby when she start she don't stop so I remember like literally being scared and I like to hear you say that you want to do better for your child and well for my niece and you want to really like just improve because I don't know man I really do think that I really do know that how we're treated by our parents and our childhood really does affect us as an adult I'm not gonna say like it's the dictator of how we'll be but it is like a starting spot like you know that's that's how the trauma starts that's how all the flaws that we have that we're trying to change that's where they stem from stuff that happened to us as an adult so you're doing your role and you're doing your part to improve and do better you know that's room for baby ray to have less stuff to change less flaws to have you know so i really do think that's beautiful so another thing i wanted to mention because i know you do have you did mention your brother and your sister you do have siblings would you say that they were affected in the household as well? Or were you like the main, I don't want to say target, but like the main, you know, person who got it? Um, I felt like growing up, like before I left the house, I was the main person to get it. But as soon as I left, I felt like it went down to my sister. Because now like, she's like, right? yeah, mm-hmm. like we, we've been talking a lot more. And like, she's been telling me like, you know. Stuff like her and my mom's relationship, and it's basically all the stuff that, you know, I used to go through with her. And, like, you know, I'd be telling her, yeah, you know, I understand where you're coming from. You know, it's just it's just stuff that she still has to work on, but, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's temporary. Like, you're going to understand when you get to, like, when you get more mature in life, like, when you go through more stuff and you get to see things from, like, you have, a lot of people need to learn uh, to look do things through another person's perspective. Everybody looks through things but their own perspective. Like nobody really yes. looks through Yeah. Nobody really looks through other people's perspective, what they're going through, why they act the way they act, why they got to the place they are in. They only look at their own. And once you're able to, you know, step in somebody else's shoes and see how they view life, I feel like you can understand other people better. Yeah. And, that's re- that really is the true essence of growth. Seriously. Being able to being able to put your feelings to the side to understand that somebody else had feelings too. I feel like, I feel like that's, that's the important thing. Like just you being able to say, you understand your mom went through this. So you get it, you know, you don't agree with it, but you get it. You know, that's, that's a big thing. Cause some people would just be so stuck on the fact that it's wrong. Like I know that was me. You want to be so stuck on the fact that this is wrong. You don't even want to think about why, like why this is wrong, why this is happening. And that's important too. 
and it's be that's even more beautiful that you and your sister do speak and you know your sister's your twin they let just like y'all so it's just really beautiful that y'all can talk because i know me and my older siblings my oldest sister and my oldest brother where we will talk about like stuff that happened when we were younger and stuff it's just really crazy because you can really live in the same household with people but have different experiences like i was talking to my brother and he lived a whole different life from us like the boys and the girls usually live two different experiences i know like he thinks like we had it perfect and we think he had it perfect so it's just really crazy how the dynamic of the household is really different and how this the children feel and how the parents feel like two completely different things because she thinks stuff was gravy. She think everything was smooth and we're like, uh, no, shit is shit. Like, what are you talking about? And another thing, I hate when like they try to throw, oh, I was the parent that stayed. You know, I did this, this, and that for yeah, you, like, you know, and all you can look at is the bad and all that. Like, you know, they think everything is justified just because, like, you know, they took care of us. But, like, the thing I, the thing I, like, begin to me is, like, you know, First of all, like you chose to have us. We wasn't we didn't choose exactly. to be here. You know, it shouldn't be like uh I guess a chore to take care of your kid to make sure your kid has a life they deserve that you feel like they deserve that they should deserve, you know, since you brought them into this world. Mm -hmm. You know, and I am I'm never gonna do that to my kid. I'm never gonna throw that in their face that I took care of you, I did this and that for you. Cause like I that's my job. I chose to have you. Exactly. You my responsibility. I'm gonna take care of you. Like, I never understood why parents did that. That's two uh, conflicting opinions because, like, we feel like that. Us, the children, we were like, okay, yeah, like, that's your job. You were supposed to take care of us. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. But in their mind, they're like, well, I didn't have to do this. Which is true. You didn't have to, but you were supposed to. And I really don't like the fact that they want us to reward them. Or, you know, like, I don't... Of course, we're thankful, but I don't feel like we should, like, it should be thrown in our face. You know what I'm saying? Like, this was your job. Exactly. Especially since you made the decision to have us, you know? Exactly. And we didn't make the decision to be here. So, at this point, you know, why is this being thrown in my face? It's just not right. It's not. So, would you say that another factor of it, of, like, the trauma stemmed from her being a single parent? And you being the oldest child, like, did that dynamic? See, at first, like, I don't, because, like, at first, I remember, like, everything being all right with, uh, with my mom, like, I think the, I think the problem started happening, like, when, uh, Katarina, like, I'm not saying, like, because of Katarina, but, like, when she got pregnant the second time, and then my dad left. And then, mm -hmm. then, I feel like that's when everything, like, just hit out of nowhere, and, like, you know, she was like, dang, now I got two kids, I have to take care of my own. Right, by herself. Yeah, and it was yeah. like, a, it was like a switch. Mm -hmm. Like I'm right, you see, know, I don't have any kids, so I can't even imagine. Yeah, how she really felt. You know, and he yeah. just our dude. Does anybody like, like know his reasoning for stepping out, or he just see? That's I don't know. I've been, I always been contemplating that. You know, like I yeah. honestly feels because like how my mom handles situations like mm -hmm. i'm not saying like because like, i'm not saying that you know my dad's in the right for like leaving because like you know you you knew who my mom was before you decided before. To have a kid, right. and you had a kid with her three times so, like you know that's on you but like i feel like my mom expected something that she do he wasn't and he couldn't handle she couldn't he couldn't handle what he she would say to him 
And I guess he would give him ultimatums, thinking, like, he would choose the other thing. And he choose the way out. Because, wow. like, even, I, yeah. Cause I remember even when it was split, I used to, like, it used to be, like, um a split uh, ownership of me. Like, I would go down to North Carolina. I would go down to live with him for, like, during the summer, and I would live with my mom during the school year. Mm-hmm. But then, like, after I think Cameron came, like, that started, like, doing now, like, I'll see him, like, every other month, like, a week, once a weekend. And then after Christopher, like, it just, all connection just went out the window. That's that's really, that's just crazy to me. Like, I, I can understand him not wanting to deal with her anymore, him not wanting to speak with her, because, like, obviously I don't know the dynamic of what they went through, and I don't know, like, how their relationship was so that i understand but once a child or children becomes involved i i can never understand how you can just forget about them you know Definitely. what i'm saying like and i don't want to say that's what he did but it's kind of like when you just walk out and you don't come back you know how, what am i supposed to think how am i supposed to feel exactly and like when you're young like you know it's just when you you're processing it and like you know you're, you're not really understanding because like you're, you're at a young age you're thinking it's your fault yeah. you know it just I don't know. I feel like I also I never really like dealt with those emotions either, because mm-hmm. I didn't know like what to think. Like I just acted like it was like, like I was saying earlier, I had to act like it was normal. Like you know, it is what it is. Like cause I remember she used to always ask me like, how do I feel that you know I don't have contact with my dad? How do I feel like you know he's not in my life and stuff like that? And I used to tell her, I, I mean, it's all right, you know. But like as I've grown up, I feel like it had like I'm starting to like to realize like the. The damage is done to like who I am now. Right. I wonder like if he. I hope that he has some kind of regret. You know what I'm saying? Like I hope that. You mean like you said the damage is done now, so he can't do anything to fix the past. But you know, as a man, and you're growing up to be a young man, and you're growing up to be a father. You know, I would hope that he will want to come around and you know try, try to create a life that y'all didn't get a chance to create in the past you know what i'm saying because i can relate to what you're saying about having to visit your father i know like me and my dad he would get me on the summers and i would he was in the military so it was wherever he lived if it was tennessee if it was texas wherever he was at and we would go with him for the summer but i had a lot of anger towards my dad like a lot of a lot of anger towards my dad for like various reasons and it didn't and not until like really recently until like after graduating college did we start to form a relationship and I really am thankful for the relationship that we have started to form because I really do enjoy talking to my dad like I really do enjoy having both parents and there was a time in my life where I was like well I don't need anybody but my mama and you know I don't but I, I like I love my mama but I I, I like having other family members and I have a lot of siblings and we have a big family but we're not family oriented and that's one thing I always hated like why don't I have cousins to call grandparents to call like uncles aunties like why aren't we close and of course a lot of that has to do with me a lot of that is my fault like I don't call and then like a lot of it was like the divorce and everything like nothing was you know good so I just I don't know I want Whenever I decide to have a family or if I do have a family or however that goes, I just want to make sure that it's more of a family-oriented situation. And I've noticed that it probably won't even be my relatives. It'll probably be people like you. Like, it'll be my friends that my kids are around. 
you know what I'm saying? Because you, Dejana, like, my best friends that I know are going to always be around and I can count on and that'll be my kid's family and I'm okay with that. So, that's how I feel about that. See, it's but, crazy you talk about that because I feel like the the family dynamic is really changing, like, what family actually is. Like, we're starting to learn yeah. that, you know, your family doesn't have to just be your blood. You know, mm -hmm. it can be just whoever, you know, you know, loves you and whoever you love. Exactly. You know? That is facts. So, as an adult now, do you have any triggers that came from your childhood? Um. I know you say you don't. I know one of them. <laughs> just because I know you wanted them. You are just so very, like, you don't want to talk to nobody about nothing. You so closed off. You, something could be yeah. so wrong with Sean. I, you could see it all in his face. He can be like, nothing. I still do that now, too. Mm -hmm. I don't know, like, I just, I can't, I don't know, I just don't, I don't feel like people take things seriously, I feel like that's why I don't take things seriously a lot, like, you know, I just feel like people don't, I don't know, I, I, the way I have, the I view life now is, like, it's so unserious, because I, I realize, like, everything is so temporary, even, like, pain, pain, emotions, everything is just so temporary, it's so temporary, you know, so I've, like, I built myself to, like, to think, like, you know, don't stress about this, don't stress about that. You know, even if I am going through and stuff, like, all I need is, like, time by myself. All I feel like is I need time by myself, and then I'll be all right. Like, I just, I don't know. I've never, I don't think I've ever encountered anybody, like, I just feel like, you know, I can just be open with about everything. Other than God, like, I talk to God. Yeah, right, right. You know? Yeah, I have to talk. I, I mean, I get that, but I feel like when when you all start speaking like that it's a fine line between being by yourself and then being oh what's the word i'm looking for dang it was just on the tip of my tongue what is the word i'm looking for take your time <laughs> what's the word i'm looking for you know nonchalant being mm -hmm. nonchalant like y'all would just be very it, it's i don't know i don't know i feel like it's hard to form relationships like that like you know when, when you have girlfriends or you have friends that you're really close to and you just act really nonchalant towards them because you're like oh well nothing serious to y'all so nothing serious to me and it's like jeez <laughs> yeah like dang like i don't know i also feel like that's like it's impactful like me reaching out to people to talk to you yeah. know because like i don't know i just I, don't, I struggle like reaching out to people like even if it's just like this to check on them like or to talk like i just i struggle reaching out to people cause i always feel like you know you know, people don't want to be bothered or like you know i don't know i just be convincing myself that you know i get that because that was me and I, I used to really take that personal too and i'd be like dang ain't nobody checking up on me but like we gotta stop taking things so personal first of all people be busy like people mm -hmm. be busy first of all second of all like you said some people just like you, they're not comfortable doing it like it's something that they want to do but they're like dang maybe i shouldn't do it that's why like with me if i like, even if nothing, even if I don't think something's wrong with you or, or with somebody I care about, I'll just check on them. Like, even if I don't think you'll tell me, like, I'll just check. So, you know, maybe you'll want to tell me one day. Like, you know I'm here for you. Just, like, making people know that, letting people know that you're available for them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Letting people know that you're here to listen to them and you're here for them, even if they don't want anybody there for them. So that's why, like, you know, you don't have to always reach out and you don't have to tell me that something's wrong. But just know that, like, I'm here for you always. Which are always happy, you know. I appreciate that. Of course, friend. So I only got one more. Question. Vice versa, too. Okay. Huh? So, I was just saying vice versa, but go ahead. Already know it. 
already knowing. Fertilizers. So this is the final question, y'all. If you had one thing, well, I don't even want to say if because, like, you could tell her this right now if you wanted to. But if your mom was on the video call right now and you can tell her one thing, what would it be? Um, stop stressing out, you know? Right. You know, don't take, like, take life seriously, but don't take it too, don't take everything too hard, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I get that you worry, but, you know, sometimes you also got to put your mental health first. Yes. Because, like, a lot of people don't realize stress can cause, like, a lot of issues for your, your yes. health. Like, it can cause pain, it can cause back pain, it can cause you know stuff Stomach to like pain, develop yeah it can pain. cause like all type of it can cause all type of sicknesses too like especially mm-hmm. the more stressed you are like I, I feel like people don't really realize like how bad stress can actually be you know and i feel like that's why like a lot of the people in our uh our generation right now is like stuck on vaping because like they feel like the anxiety is too too much to handle yeah. and like oh. you know they use that as a, cl- a crutch now well, that's a big message i like that one i like that one don't take everything too serious. That's a good one because, I don't know, if you sit there and you let every little thing get to you, I just feel like you'll never really be happy. Like, something's always going to happen. It's never going to be perfect. Like, if you're out here chasing perfection, like I said in my previous episode, you were never created to be perfect. So, how are you out here chasing perfection? perfectionism? Right. Like, you can't, you can't, that's just, that just doesn't make any sense. You can't, you can't do that. So, your mom, you know, I, I, I love your mom. Your mom's wonderful. Like, I know your mom. So, I, your mom, I do want better for her. I want better for y'all. I want better for y'all relationship because y'all deserve it. She deserves it. You deserve it. Your brother and sister, everybody deserves it. And I do believe that it will get better. I do like hearing that things have, have gotten better. Like, and I already know things have gotten better just, like, by talking to you and, like, knowing, like, what has gone on. She is doing a lot better. And, like, you are doing a lot better. Y'all are both just so educated with what's going on. Y'all are so aware of what's going on now. So I can only see it getting better from here, honestly. It'll take time, but I can only see it getting better from here. And, and with baby on the way, like, it'll just be a beautiful thing. So I'm really, really excited for y'all. Definitely. Oh, friend, that wraps it up. That's all the questions. This was a good one. Yeah. I do want to say thank you so much for just being vulnerable and being open and honest because I know this probably wasn't easy to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were amazing, though. You were very thorough. You were very great. This was my favorite episode so far, y'all. I feel like I say that after every episode, y'all. But this is my favorite one for real, for real, for real. Like, this was a really good one. So if y'all are listening on YouTube, please make sure to subscribe, like, and comment. When y'all comment, y'all, go ahead and hashtag Mind You. Let them know who the best community is because, mind you, it's y'all. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple, make sure to leave a five-star rating and leave a review because that's how we're going to get more people to see the show. Y'all got to keep it in the rotation. Y'all know how the algorithm be. So y'all make sure to push it. Let me know how you like it. DMs, collabs, everything is available. Uh, All Sean's information will be in the description, y'all. So y'all please make sure to go follow my friend. Please, please, please. Especially his sports page because it's going up. He is hilarious and it's all the best takes coming. So y'all make sure to go follow Sean. Any last words, friend? You know, this is a W podcast by a W host. Um, make sure y'all blow her up, man. She yeah. going places. Facts. Well, so you mean to tell me this was episode three? We out. <laughs>